You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hey, everybody. This is your hostess, Lakeisha Mazur, and welcome to the Business Basics Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about business basics inventory. Now on the backstory on this, while I was going through some of my files in a marketing folder, one of several, I came across this business basics inventory sheet. And I kid you not, I couldn't make up that title if I tried. It actually does say that. Now, how did I obtain it? I am so glad you asked. About five or six years ago, I was freshly starting my business and I was engaged in this business boot camp summit. It featured all these gurus, business coaches, business consultants, business advisors, and they were all joint venturing in holding this summit. Each one of them was featuring a freebie. Now, if you happen to have listened to last week's episode seven about sucking up too much information and doing nothing with it, you'll understand the premise of how I ended up in the sales funnel on newsletters and various emails. So I was taking my own advice to make sure that I was using the information that I'd collected. I was pretty excited when I found it, and I determined quite quickly that I didn't want to get rid of it. and. If anything, I could utilize it and maybe tweak it if some of the aspects were not evergreen. And instantly, this came along to be an episode, the episode that we're on right now. (laughs) And that is why I'm revealing the top five must-haves in your business basics inventory. Number one, take the time to legally protect your business. Now, I'm not a lawyer. I do not give legal advice. I do, however, offer legal plans. And it is my honor to analyze and design the proper type of legal plan that is needed on the life stage that a person is in. Now, there are a lot of hidden legal issues out there that you as a business owner are not aware of. And so legal protection is simply a must. I repeat, legal protection is simply a must, especially if you are trying to leave a legacy. Legal protection is a must against vendors. Legal protection is a must against clients. Legal protection is simply a must to stay in business. And very importantly, how you legally form your business entity matters. If you need to, it should be under the advice and direction of a lawyer. One business type does not fit all. Now, Legal Help for Biz.com is my third business. It's a legal service agency. A little bit later, I had the opportunity to form another company, LH for Biz Enterprises, LLC, which offers advisory services for various things. Now, I had the help of my attorney set up this company, and it was a pleasure. 
Okay. Because I didn't know what type of business entity would be a perfect fit. And he explained it. And that is how my business entity was chosen. He set everything up for me. He did all the tax stuff with the EIN number. That's the employer identification number. He also told me that once he got the ball rolling in place, there would be some agencies that would be sending me mail that I needed to ignore because they were outreaches for money. Now, they weren't really useful because these were things that could provide something that I could get for free, like labor law posters. And legally protecting it was absolutely awesome. However, that's just not all you need. Protection for you also needs to be ongoing legal services. So lawyers and attorneys are not one and done. Now, I had formed my business and I had the opportunity to have some contracts looked at on my behalf because I just didn't know where to sign. So not only did the lawyer teach me about how to look at the contracts and what to sign and how to sign it properly, He also explained it as we both looked it over and if I had any concerns, because let's face it, as a business owner, you sign off on a lot of stuff. The bold print, you would think generally is pretty easy to read, but it's that fine print. If you don't read it and you don't have a lawyer read it and explain it, it takes things away and no two contracts are alike. So I was very overjoyed that not only did my lawyer do all the necessary paperwork that I didn't have to do, and for what I did have to help with just a little bit, I was guided every step of the way with a nice little hand-holding technique. Very, very good client service. And I signed my contracts. Specifically, he told me how to sign as a company versus myself. Number two. You need a website. This does not necessarily have to be a complicated thing to achieve. Even if you only use a Google My Business page, that still has a web page option just in case you didn't know. Now, if you have something by Weebly or Wix or Squarespace because you know you're a do-it-yourselfer, that's good also. Now, if you have the money, you can also hire a web designer. The point of having a website is you need some place to showcase your brand. All roads need to lead to your website. Your website is a landing page. It's where those social media profiles go. It's where that email list is built. All of that needs to be on one big hub that you control. That is your piece of internet real estate. And along with that website, you need a domain name that makes sense for what you're doing with your business. So website and domain name, I'm gonna go ahead and categorize that as one because you can get free web hosting and not have a domain name. Then you would have a subdomain name and that's just not professional. You can't have Bob's Cars at the URL of, for example, bobscars.weebly.com. Now, if this site does exist, I am so sorry, Bob. No, 
It needs to be bobscars.com. Get rid of the hosting labels where it makes sense on your website. And you should definitely get rid of hosting labels. Make it official. Don't date the website. Marry the website. Number three. Now, once you get that website or that landing page that has a domain name connected to it, there is a section called Contact Us. Now, that's where you put your professional email address. Please do not confuse this with your AOL email address, your Hotmail email address, or even your Yahoo email address. This is where your professional email address goes. When you buy a domain name, some companies, based on where you buy, it comes with a professional email. Now, some companies that you'd like to get free business resources from won't even let you have access to their materials or demonstrations unless you put your business email into their form. Meaning, whatever name you choose at the beginning of the at symbol and your domain name, dot whatever your extension is, because there's just so many out there, that is a professional email address. So if you are a professional and you're still using Gmail, Yahoo, AOL, iCloud, by the way, iCloud is not a professional email address. That is your device email for the Apple users. Now I'm going to take a little jab at some of you are also using the internet service providers email as well. Please reconsider that choice as well. A professional email address goes a long way. It says you're serious about your business because Gmail, Yahoo, and the others say, "Mm, well, I've got some money to spend on other avenues, just not this one. My first impression on how to contact me other than my phone number. Professional email addresses are not expensive. Now, if you drink coffee, three coffees at $5 each would be the year pricing of a professional email account paired with your domain name if you have a .com. Now, if you do use a different extension, that prices does vary. Number four, business cards. What is going to be on your business card? First, your website, where you want people to go. Second, your contact information. One of them is your professional email in where they can contact you. The other is a phone number. When you go on your networking functions, live or virtual, and yes, digital business cards are out there, but if you don't have any business cards at all, at least get some paper ones. There are way too many resources on how to get business cards and the thickness of your business cards do matter as well as the font size. For those that don't have a business yet, you can still have business cards too. They're called networking cards. A great recommendation for anyone that even thinks they should have a side hustle. And at least get some business cards. And if you want to buy them from Visa Print, not a sponsor, by the way, 
spend the extra $10 or whatever the new inflation price is to get their logo off the back. Marry the business cards. Don't date the business cards. And I am trying to tell you this with love because business cards are right up there with legally protecting your business and using a professional email. Okay. Those three are actually my business owner passions to make business owners aware of this faux pas. Okay. Don't let me soapbox right now or again anyway, because business cards and how to use them, whether they're paper, whether they're digital, that can be its own episode. So I just wanted to touch lightly on this basic. I might have to bring a professional in about this subject later because not having business cards with proper contact information, well, I already have enough episodes out to where you heard the repercussions for that. And if you haven't heard, you can binge listen after this episode. Which brings us to number five, being omnipresent through social media channels. Now, depending on your product and service, your main set social media handles are based on where your ideal client slash ideal customer are on for at least the social media marketing perspective. Like that's where your clients are at. With that being said, once you find them, you need to get them off the social media channel that you found them on and into engaging on your website in a sales funnel, joining your email list, or something that you can engage on them one-on-one where they can enjoy your free content or your resources and find out a little more about you. Now, this is where that know, like, and trust can come into a complete closure state by landing them to your website. Now, the next set of social media channels They're not necessarily channels that you would find your clients on, and they're not the ones that you would technically do your most marketing on if you were to heavily invest in that. You're just on there to make sure that you have your branding done on your name. But it should be worth noting that once you do start your journey of being on all the different types of social media channels, Next year, more will be created and you need to be there too. In closing, it doesn't matter what you do for a living. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. Make sure you have these top five must-haves in your business basics inventory because skipping these can lead to credibility issues and some possible legal ramifications. It can be an overlooked business basic done more often than you think. All right. So no longer will you lack these best top five must-haves for your business basics inventory. You will legally protect your business. You will have a website where all your business can gather. You will have a business card. You will have a professional email address to be contacted at on that business card. And you will make sure you are omnipresent on all social media handles. And those handles will lead them back to your website. 
So thank you for listening. And audience, here's my call to action. Subscribe to my show. I repeat, subscribe to my show. And here's my call to action for the people that like extra credit on top of that. Go ahead and check out my website, legalhealththenumber4biz.com to see how we're making a difference in the lives of people with our services. And I look forward to bringing you more overlooked business basics because once it's revealed, it cannot be concealed. Until next time, I'm your hostess, Lakeisha Mazur. Have a great day. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.